0: said the powder is lit it's time to get on target this is the February 12th edition of the black powder podcast we're just gonna get straight at the point seeing as how this month is going to be about relationship retaliation all of this is going to be gritty it is going to be nasty we're going to talk about topics that most people like to avoid especially since we are in a current societal mindset of avoiding accountability I speak from my own personal experience when I touch upon this topic of dealing with exes in relationship retaliation 2017 I was a husband I just myself as well as the other person I was with my ex-wife we had both closed on a house on the 12th 12th of April 2017 We had our daughter born on the 7th of April, 2017. That was good times at the the moment. Six months later, we got our divorce because she claimed she was unhappy. There was no violence. There was no doctor's report, police reports. She just left simply because of the fact that she was unhappy. And that is what you call your general no-fault divorce with an all-actuality my opinion, there should have been more. I had horrible lawyers. Also, dealing with the mental stress and trauma of everything that happened, which I will not go into detail, caused the strain and rift between myself and this woman to the point where my daughter was not able to bond with me properly due to the fact that she was not in my life because... Anger and all sorts of other stuff and emotions caused the decisions that were made not upon my behalf but upon our daughter's behalf by her to cause strain in that relationship. So, what makes a person want to cause situations that could potentially end another person? social media, anger issues, ego, personal feelings, jealousy, emotions, general stupidity. These are not easy to deal with from a man's perspective. And yes, I'm going to talk about the man's perspective because that is what I know. That is what I have experience with. If you would like to come up as a woman and give your side of the story. Cool blackprideofpodcast at gmail.com that's you can drop in your invitation now i'd love to have your perspective on what exactly happened as far as what might have put your life at risk in dealing with relationship retaliation and i'm not talking about somebody being toxic to you i am talking about a man almost killed you put a gun to your head almost pulled the trigger almost beat you to death whatever I know this graphic it's gruesome but nonetheless we are trying to find a solution to help others out there avoid these situations I'll tell my story later on because one of the hardest things that wasn't exactly accessible for me in dealing with research on this topic was just finding sources on this topic Shout out to Dr. T. He's the one that helped me at least get a general idea of where to find some of these things, what to look for and so on and so forth. But, and they also gave me a a book to look into too. Um, but nonetheless, it's, it's extremely difficult to find statistics on men and what they deal with as far as what is called proxy violence. Dr. T recommended the book called the myth of male power by Warren Farrell. Also, if you're curious in looking up what Dr. T Hassan Johnson actually does, I will include the links at the, in the description, as far as, uh, how you can find them, how you can donate to exactly what he's doing when it comes to black male studies. And you can also find his work underneath the Institute for black male studies at the link is Institute for Dr. Johnson also has a YouTube page, the Institute for black male studies that you can find on YouTube. Ironically uh, enough. I just looked it up. Even though there's 3.22 thousand subscribers and I know for sure I subscribed long time ago. I just noticed that I was not subscribed to that page. The wonders of YouTube never ceased to amaze me, but nonetheless, I respect Dr. Johnson tremendously due to the fact that he pushes back, not only pushes back, but he fights the stereotypical black male stereotype in society. Like we are deadbeat dads we're no good. We're just sperm donators if you will, or as some social <sighs> stereotypes will label us, bullet bags. That's not the case. It takes strong people like Dr. Johnson to fight back against this, especially seeing as how society will continue to push pressure against you and push down upon you until you're ground to dust. But he's just one of those few diamonds that's out there that is actually trying to make sure that we, as a black society, know what the actual truth is versus what the media is telling us. What made me reach out to him was the fact that February 5th, there was a Amber Alert that happened dealing with a missing four-year-old boy who was found in custody with the mother. The mother was the one that actually caused a serious issue because she was traveling with the boyfriend. And we'll get more into that uh, topic later, but nonetheless, she was traveling with the boyfriend They went to the, hus- the former husband's house and killed him. Like I said, we'll get more into that topic later. Dr. Johnson frames it in terms of pandemic exacerbating black poverty and how that has pushed our dysfunction to a whole new level of transparency. So we are seeing it more and more in broad daylight. Society is always taught that men are the main threat never the women, but women more often use proxy violence for the most part, which is basically getting another man to act upon her behalf, which preserves their public image. Meaning that it's just viewed as a common everyday crime amongst two men, not, a crime of passion where the man is acting on behalf of the woman in order to make sure that he can stay with her and they both can continue to live a quote unquote happy life. If you look at it, poor women use sex and, and the wealthy women hire assassins when it comes to killing their husband or their ex. Somewhat similar to the, I think it was uh, the Second Sin City movie where there was a woman who was utilizing. One of the detectives that was researching why her husband died. She utilized the detective as her weapon in order to try and kill the other detective. Hmm. But just like the movie, she wasn't implicated for any crimes. She did end up dying because she was evil. Poor, unstable women may be motivated by jealousy at her ex's new relationship, maybe even a stepmom or the desire for child custody, so on and so forth especially that desire for child custody because if a threat comes in the form of another woman who is actually creating a positive role model image in a child's life that's considered a threat and yes she does want to consider to continue to see the ex-husband unhappy if anything and i can speak for this from my personal standpoint most former lovers do not want to see the man happy And really when you break it down to brass tacks and numbers 30% of the black community is married 12% is divorced 50% of the black community has never married 6% is widowed can't help that some of that might have been from natural causes some of it might not have been and 3% is separated compared to other racial counterparts such as Hispanics whites and Asians 43% of the Hispanic community is never married Forty-three percent is married. Nine percent is divorced. When it comes to white society, fifty-two percent is married. Twelve percent is divorced. Twenty-eight percent is never married. Asian: fifty-eight percent are married. Five percent have been divorced, and thirty-one percent have never been married. This is from BlackDemographics.com. And when you break it down to the numbers of black men married, you have thirty-three percent, which is higher than the percentage of black women who've never been married because they are ranked at 27 percent when it comes to divorce 10 percent of black men have been divorced versus 13 of black women who've been divorced 50 52 percent of black men have never been married 48 have of black women have never been married so those are just the numbers and you can see that the 10 percent of black men who are divorced and the 13 percent of black women who have been divorced it is not exactly the easiest thing to deal with because all in all you have 11 total when it comes to that divorce topic and to be honest with you when it comes to a black man dealing with a black woman in divorce And dealing with society and the quote-unquote norms that we have to deal with it's never easy because we always have the police pretty much taking a black woman's side I will get to my story soon it's not exactly easy to go out into society and try and go through a custody exchange and get our children whenever we're dealing with somebody who is overly emotional overly egotistical and really just seeks to somehow take us out of their everyday life so they can continue to live what they consider normal and really what a man has to go through in dealing with a family court isn't exactly the easiest thing either family court was not necessarily made for an equal battle between a man and a woman more so it's hidden behind a veil that says we have the best interest for the child in mind but whenever the best interest in dealing with the child and the ex wife, if you will combine into one, there's no way a man can find justice amongst that unless he's got extremely rare, hard to find evidence that proves that the mother is not fit for, for raising a child because by default, thanks to draconic antiquated laws and rules, regulations, the mother is the one that is supposed to be the caretaker for the child because she can provide care and nurturing. I know I specifically made this a podcast for black society and black people, but the stories that I have found that i enough have happened within the span of at least a year, maybe two years, mainly will deal with black people. But there's also a few that may deal with white people as well. One of the biggest things that I also find disheartening is the fact that whenever I try and find statistics of black men or just men in general, who may have become, let's just say victims of proxy violence, it mainly deals with women who have to deal with violence that lo and behold is mainly done by men. Also, whenever I try and find statistics on men in general, it's hard to even find topics at least on google i mean i would have to search the entire website i had to yahoo search i would have to bing search i would have to possibly go back to old resource if it's even still around called all the web to even potentially find something that may be similar in dealing with what men have to go through as far as dealing with violence we are not viewed as common everyday people as such it seems like whenever it comes to finding information dealing with statistical data as far as what a man has to go through especially dealing with proxy violence or just violence from women in general it doesn't exist because a man's is is not necessarily considered in these statistics in general because society media pretty much anything else out there that is labeling a man as negative, brutish, savage, whatever word you will, is seeking to make sure that a man is viewed as a negative object. I, for one, am here to tell you that's bullshit. And here's why let's start with a story that takes place in Chesterfield County, Virginia. This was posted January 17th, 2022. Richmond family is heartbroken after their 33-year-old father, brother, son, and cousin was killed in a shooting Sunday night in the parking lot at Appomattox Police Station in Chester. Family told 8 News, which is the source of this article, the man's eight-year-old daughter witnessed the shooting. So not only did this man try and do the right thing as far as exchange custody of the daughter with the ex-wife, but he was shot in front of his daughter. The man's name was Stuart Jeffries he was a richmond native pronounced dead at the scene after being shot at 6 30 p.m in a parking lot sunday an on-duty officer was sitting in the station parking lot at the time of the shooting and heard the gunshot when it rang out police found a suspect who was identified as a 44 year old man named Corey d goodson senior they took him into custody at the scene ty jeffrey said goodson the suspect charged in the case was a new boyfriend of jeffrey's ex-wife She said he was usually never present at the custody exchange between Jeffries and his ex wife, but this time he was first and foremost, I don't give a damn what you identify as as long as you have some sort of child involved in the situation, your former relationship should not have anything to do as far as custody exchanges, whenever dealing with your current relationship, if you're, current partner has never been involved in any of the custody exchanges why would you allow them to come with you in the first place because sometimes those custody exchanges don't exactly end up being the most peaceful thing sometimes emotions get flared up and get high and then all of a sudden whenever you've got somebody who has an emotional connection to you and sees the other person as an enemy you automatically understand where i'm going with this right and this is exactly what happened Ty Jeffries had to give an account of this situation and Ty Jeffries was the brother of this man that was shot down also reading further down into the article it states that police continue to investigate where the Goodson was permitted to possess the firearm used in the shooting and if not how that firearm came to be in his possession we all know that if somebody wants to come across a firearm and they want to do it through legal means they are going to find a way to do it The thing that gets me is that the paragraph above this sentence states that the shooting unfolded rapidly and officer dean at great personal risk didn't hesitate to demonstrate a sufficient command bearing and verbal de-escalation techniques to bring a chaotic situation to order without any use of physical force officer dean's courageous and decisive actions prevented further violence protected bystanders and eliminated any ongoing threat to our community while saddened by this tragic loss of life i am very proud of him and this happened right in the fucking police officer's parking lot at night honestly i don't really feel like that sentence stating the officer's bravery needed to even be included because at the end of the day the man doing the shooting had no intention of shooting anyone but the father of that eight-year-old daughter now that eight-year-old has no father She only has somebody who is going to potentially be in her life because her mother decided to have a boyfriend. I guarantee you that woman is not going to marry that man. So now you've got a young daughter who has to grow up knowing that some random man who had no full commitment to his to her mother shot her father, took her father away from her for no good reason. Let's go into another story that happened in Houston, and this is from the news for sanantoniocom website. A man was shot and killed during a child custody exchange on Sunday night, Houston police said. According to the reports, the man got into an argument with his ex-wife during the exchange at an apartment complex. When her husband came outside, pulled out a gun, and fired at least one shot, the victim died at the scene. The suspect was arrested by police, although investigators said it was unclear where the charges would be filed. The shooting remained under investigation so long story short a man goes to pick up his child at the apartment complex of the ex-wife and loses his life due to some new husband being offended or being in his ego or being in his emotions as far as what the man said about potentially said because we don't know what the dialogue was but nonetheless the man's actions or words could have potentially set this powder cake off to the point where I don't know the quote unquote new husband felt like he had to defend the honor of his fair maiden. End of the day, it doesn't matter how he felt that husband had that ex-husband, if you will, had a right to see the child because that child came from their previous relationship. And that's something that the, the new husband, the new, new, if you will, had to realize, but he failed to do that. So now that child only has the stepfather in their life and will grow up not having their real father in their life, not having their real father at their graduation, not having their real father commend them for their first job, not having their real father walk them down the aisle at their marriage. Those days can never be returned to that young child. And she has to live the rest of her life from childhood to adult, knowing that she'll never be able to have her real father in her life again. let's go ahead and take it to shreveport louisiana a man died after being shot multiple times outside of a convenience store during a custody dispute has been identified this is on the a-r-k-l-a-t-e-x homepage.com this happened November 30th 2021 this is recent this happened just a couple of months ago the Caddo Parish Coroner's Office identified Darren D. Holmes, 44, of Shreveport, as the man who was mortally wounded when he was shot in the parking lot at a convenience store before 7 o'clock p.m. Sunday in the 4300 block of Linwood Avenue. <sighs> it was identified through fingerprint comparison and autopsy that had been ordered. Shreveport police say Holmes met with the mother of their child at the In N Out Mini Mart to make a custody exchange and become upset. That she had her new boyfriend with her again another woman who decided to bring her new fling or whatever with her during a custody exchange he allegedly began firing at them when the boyfriend returned fire shooting holes multiple times the boyfriend also went to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries the incident is still under investigation again why would you bring somebody that has nothing to do with the current situation with you on a custody exchange, especially if you know it's potentially going to earth the person you were, you were formerly with. Let's go ahead and talk about Kayla Giles. And this is from people.com. Jury rules LA woman murdered a strange husband outside Walmart during custody exchange of 2-year-old daughter. Kayla Giles and her husband Thomas Cote Jr. were embroiled in a continuous divorce and custody battle when she shot him in 2018. And this article is dated February 1st, 2022. So this happened this year. On September 18th, 2018, she met up with her husband at a Walmart parking lot so she could take her two year old daughters from a previous relationship to a birthday party for the couple's two year old daughter. But Giles shot him in what was said to be self defense, a claim that a jury in Rapid Dash Parish, Louisiana rejected in a recent verdict on saturday giles 35th birthday the mother of three is found guilty of second-degree mother murder and obstruction of justice for the shooting death of her estranged husband court and this is shown in court records happening in alexandria second-degree murder in louisiana carries an automatic life sentence and obstruction of justice carries a sentence of up to 40 years in prison giles is scheduled to be sentenced on march 28. standing outside the courtroom and choking back tears Cote Junior's mother Kathy Pearson said my baby got the justice he deserved she'll never be able to hurt anybody else again these things are not easy it's not easy on the mother It's not easy on the father but nonetheless there should never be death involved whenever you're trying to responsibly deal with things regarding your child people don't realize that what you had before is gone whenever it comes to you being able to take care of your former wife you cannot because she has either chose to move on on her own or you chose to move on from her due to whatever reasons and hopefully they're damn good reasons because if y'all are just moving on simply because of fact that you're not happy or you don't like each other that is the stupidest reason out there your former parents were able to do something no matter if they liked each other or not because they had honor duty and the realization that they had children to raise so you're simply leaving somebody because you don't like them and then all of a sudden you really don't like them and end up killing them be it by your own hand or somebody else's hand should be no excuse for things like this to happen and now I'm going to move on to the one that basically was the source of all of this coming together. Chad Reed, this is from KCBD.com. Chad Reed was the man that most of us saw online who got involved in an altercation in Texas and ended up dead from a shooting. Nonetheless, let's go ahead and go into full detail. Lubbock, Texas. This is published on November 24th, 2021. And this is talking about the release of the widow's statement as far as a video, because she was the one recording this stuff when it went down. (sighs) Jennifer Reed, the widow of Chad Reed has filed a petition today seeking to take custody of Chad Reed's children from their mother, Christina Reed. Because the new Lubbock public access system makes this information available to the public and the likelihood of the information contained in her petition and affidavit being obtained by the media, she has decided that it is best to simply release the information directly instead of waiting for it to be discovered. Jennifer Reed and her attorney stated that the release of video of Kyle Carruth shooting of her husband and an affidavit to speak for themselves. On Friday, November 5th, Lubbock police found Chad Reed 54 dead at a home in the 2100 block of the 90th Street. Police say though the initial course of the investigation, it appears that there was a fight between Reed and another man related to a domestic incident and shots were filed, fired. The mobile phone video from a vehicle parked in front of the home shows Chad Reed and who appears to be Kyle Carruth arguing outside of the home on 90th Street. Carth is holding a long-barreled gun, which we've identified as, and this isn't, this isn't in the actual uh, article itself. I just know based on the fact that the style of gun, especially since I have one similar to that, is a Ruger PC carbine. It is a nine-millimeter carbine. And based on the pictures and the video itself, he has a. Looks to be a magazine that holds 30 plus. Now you can utilize this thing for self defense. It is a good firearm, but nonetheless, it doesn't change the fact that the way these things went down shouldn't have happened the way it did. Karath is holding a long barreled gun. The argument escalates, and Karath fires a shot in the ground towards Reed. Reed gets more agitated and tries to take the gun. After physical contact with each other, Wrestling with a gun, Carl, Carl steps back and fires two shots. Before the shots are fired, the camera moves and the video of the shot is not caught on camera. However, shots are audible. When the video pans back towards Reed, he is lying motionless on the porch. And then the hits keep coming because farther down in the article it says, There have not been any charges filed or arrests made in this case. Jennifer Reed, Chad's widow, said the following in affidavit the present circumstances of the children will significantly impair the children's physical or emotional development I am the stepmother of the children the subject of the suit the mother of the children Christina Reed has endangered the physical health and emotional well-being of the children by permitting them to be in the presence of the man that murdered their father Chad Reed Chad Reed was assaulted by Kyle Carruth and then murdered by Kyle Caruth, which Chad Reed was attempting to pick one of the children from Christina Christina Reed for his court-ordered period of possession the man had paperwork He had a right to his child And he died trying to enforce that right that court-ordered right to see his child Christina Reed and Kyle Carth have been engaged in an ongoing affair despite Carl Carth being married On October 30th, 2021, Chad Reed informed Christina Reed that he had evidence of her affair with Kyle Carruth and that he was going to public with it. On November 5th, 2021 at the 4 p.m., myself and my minor son were physically present when Chad Reed met with Christina Reed at Kyle Carruth's residence, same address, 2190th Street, Lubbock, Texas. We were there to pick up Chad's youngest son. Chad was supposed to have custody of the child beginning at 3.15 p.m. But Christina stated that she wanted to see him as an excuse to why she had not produced the child as ordered by the court at the time required. Oh, I can definitely relate to that. I can definitely relate to that. I believe that Christina Reed and Kyle Carth engaged in a conspiracy to assault and or murder Chad that day. The entire interaction took place outside of the residence while Chad was inquiring about the location of the youngest son. Kyle Kyle Carruth went inside the residence. At the moment that Kyle Carruth returned to go inside, Christina Reed took several steps back away from the door and immediately began recording what I believe to be the video with her phone. As Chad was declaring that he was preparing to issue subpoenas to bring everyone into court and expose the affair, Kyle Carruth emerged from the residence. When he emerged from the residence, he had a new sense of self-confidence, brandishing a black rifle, the PC Carbine, in a menacing manner and screaming. Chad had not threatened any force or used any force against Kyle or Christina that would justify Kyle pulling a firearm on Chad. During this entire interaction, Chad Reed was completely unarmed. So if you think about it, and this is where it gets tricky because Texas does have a more open, if you will, more open laws whenever it regards protecting your own property. It's not the same as, other places because you know sometimes you go to other states and the Castle Doctrine is completely different from let's say for example and this isn't this is not actual but we're using this as an example let's say Florida's Castle Doctrine is completely different from Nebraska's or let's say Anchorage Alaska or whatever every state has different ways to enforce their rules and their punishments whenever it comes to utilizing force but in texas it could be said that kyle actually was able to defend his quote-unquote castle defend his domain so in a sense quote-unquote they would claim that he's in the right i'm still waiting to find more news in this case now honestly i really do agree with the the widow that this was a setup because if you knowingly tell somebody to come to a new location and then they show up they're already going to be hyperly hyper emotional, especially seeing as how that they have court ordered paperwork that states that they are supposed to be there to pick up their child. They want things to be done, right? Because they're probably in their mind trying to do the right thing. They're probably trying to adhere to the paperwork. They're trying to make sure they are abiding by the law. In all honesty, I definitely agree with the fact that this should not have been something that happened in the first place. This should have been something that could have completely been avoided, but yet it wasn't. And if anything, I honestly believe that the man should have called the police, the non-emergency line so they could meet him up there. Because at that point, the woman was holding, preventing his child from being in his custody. And I've had to do something similar like that. I'll go ahead and include my story next time. It'll be up soon. But all in all, after reading all of this, I found another article on (sighs) ksla.com. Attorneys see rise in child custody disputes during holidays. Counselor offers advice on how to safely navigate child custody exchanges. This is published November 29th, 2021, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time also updated november 30th 2021 at 12:14 a.m eastern standard time this is also again in shreveport it talks about at least two men have lost their lives this month as a result of disputes involving child custody one we've already talked about but the other one november 16th when a 23 year old jamar alexander norris died after being shot at least twice in his upper body in the 2900 block of peach street street Detectives learned that Norris and his estranged girlfriend were arguing over child custody when her father allegedly shot Norris. Authorities have since arrested 55-year-old James Kelly Stubblefield on a charge of second-degree murder. There's also a sentence that says attorneys see an uptick in child custody cases during the holidays and children are impacted the most by them. Yeah, multiple stories I've already gone over clearly point this out. Attorney states, you know, you have to remember that children are very impressible. They look at their parents for guidance. And when they see things of this nature and to the extent that you have a gun, excuse me, that you have gun violence that occurs in exchange, it traumatizes them. I always encourage parents to not involve their dating partner. There you go. Basic logic 101, unless they are a spouse because it helps eliminate a lot of aggression and confusion. And at least consider if there's no agreement and there is not is, and there is a lot of animosity between the parents that you get grandparents involved to help facilitate. I can't really agree with that because parents on both sides are going to advocate for the ones that they have a connection with the wife and her family will mainly advocate for them and the husband and his family will mainly advocate for them. It's very rare that you'll have the opposite family advocate for the other person, because I believe I stated in the past, the main reason I even started getting involved in the second amendment all started when I was going through my divorce and I mainly purchased my shotgun to make sure that I could stay safe at my house because I was the only one there. I didn't know if she was going to come back with any family member in particular, her father to try and make sure that I wouldn't have to deal with, anything that would happen in the future regarding my daughter and her ever again, because when you're dead, it's extremely hard to even be there for anybody. But nonetheless, all of this could easily be avoided. And I'm talking to the men out there because we have it the hardest, whenever it comes to child custody exchanges, don't be afraid to get the police involved especially if you know and care about your child I have had to do that and I everyone can tell you that your ego cannot stop bullets you do not have an s on your chest you don't have super speed you are mortal flesh and blood just like everyone else on this world get the authorities involved especially if you have the paperwork which brings me to point number two always have the paperwork on you one drive Google Drive whatever you can find even if you have to email the paperwork yourself to yourself and keep it favorited or start whatever you have to do to make sure that you have that paperwork on you so when you have to go above and beyond and call the law enforcement to meet you at a certain location to pick up your child I highly recommend you do that because it keeps you legal and it keeps you safe and it justifies your actions I'm not saying it justifies you shooting someone but it justifies you trying to go about the right path as far as remaining legal it justifies that the other thing that mainly stood out that the attorney talked about was having having your other lover there no matter what side it is you should not involve other people in custody exchanges it doesn't work out well. And a majority of these stories had the new boyfriend shooting the former lover, former husband, former boyfriend, whatever the label was, whatever the title was, doesn't matter. What matters is the fact that due to proxy violence, men died at the hands of other men behind the wicked actions of the women that they were with. If ever the meeting place changes, please, make sure you have the authorities with you and if your meeting place is somewhere where you won't have access to any type of authority i don't know let's say look at it like this when you stay out of public areas you are now in enemy territory and the enemy has advantage so if i were to go to let's say my ex-wife ex-wife's house i do not know what they have in store for me just like mr reed mr reed was going over there to try and get custody of his son and at the end of the day he ended up losing his life because they had set a trap for him just like if you go to a, a this a gas station that's not well lit someone can set a trap for you especially at night and the other thing they're saying they were claiming that in shreveport this was the authorities now that the police office or the police station is a safe and neutral area to have custody exchanges that's great and it's good advice but to me it's only good if you actually have an on-duty officer there and it is in broad daylight because if you go there at night and let's say you can't get a hold of an on-duty officer you're taking your own life into your own hands and you're going to end up dealing with the risk because you do not know what that other person has planned you do not know who that other person is with you do not know if you'll even make it out at night. So all in all, it's just hearing these stories. As a father, it it's very, very easy to relate to these. And yet it sickens me because we are not here to try and cause strife or just Cause any issues because at the end of the day, we have a legacy to uphold and we want to be part of that legacy's life. We want to be in our children's lives. We're not here to have arguments with you. We're not here to fight with you. If anything, we are here to make an impact and maintain a sign mind, a sound mind, a sound body of that child, as well as a sign, a sound soul. Because if a child sees a parent die in front of them, you automatically know that things are not going to be easy for them in the future. Things are not going to be normal. And if anything, it will put a lot more strain on their development. So think twice about that before you decide to invite your boyfriend or your, your current husband or whatever along for a custody exchange. Keep your emotions out of it. Think of the future of your child and keep that future safe. This has been another mag dump.